Let's fit like a glove for episode number 37 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Every Oh, I thought I was going to say everyone got that. Oh, Alrighty this is, then, this but I guess not. not. Cool run-ins. Do it at the end of this. All right. Online. Everyone got that? Alrighty then. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take another look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago and let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 37. And there you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can vote in our poll on whether you thought Ace Ventura Pet Detective was a classic, nostalgic, or tragic movie. And you can also find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and more. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I am a dad, a designer, and a detective of rats because I used to have rats. That makes as no a pet sense. or that as a pet I had. Oh, rats. I thought you meant like you were infested or something. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. What's that scratching? Well, an itch. An itch. And speaking of itches, I have an itch to introduce my co-host, my good friend, my good friend as always, Paul Powers. <laughs> Hi, Paul. <laughs> I'm glad I'm always your good friend. <laughs> uh, Paul, my question for you this time is what would you prefer as a pet a shark or a dolphin no uh oh. hyena which one i like ed I like ed <laughs> for the hyenas you know? no just a wild hyena not like a oh. not an animated hyena oh or jabberjaw the shark oh, um that is really a bizarre question because I wouldn't want either of them. I could barely you have to choose one. Find the hyena. All right. Because we'll, we'll oh, it it'd be like um um yeah, it could be like what's her name? Josh, help me out. My bro- I'm gonna uh, use my uh, call a friend and call my brother. Who's the the girl that walks what around? Up, <laughs> what up, What? What up, itches? <laughs> oh. Referring back to the itches. Oh, Harley Quinn. That's he called is. you. He called you your itch. Itches. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we may need to cut this. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think we're derailing if we haven't derailed already. Well, let's derail or get back on the rail to Shenzi, our- Bonsai, and Ed. Ah, yes. Um, I'm gonna pick that for my pet, like Harley Quinn. I think that's a that's a great call because in a shark, if you have a pet shark, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to look at the ocean. That's about it. Or look at, look at the aquarium. <laughs> or you, you could be pet. like Dr. Evil and put lasers on them and scare all your enemies. Lasers. Yes. With freaking laser beams. <laughs> yeah, but we're not talking about Austin Powers this time. Instead, let's introduce our guest host, even though you pretty much just heard him there. Welcome back to the podcast again, Josh Powers. Hi, Josh. Thank you. Hi, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to hear my voice. Thank you. I, I've I'm excited to be here. Ooh, awesome. Uh, my question for you this time is which would you prefer for a pet? A dolphin or a snail? And by dolphin, you don't mean a bottlenose 
or the bottlenose dolphin or porpoise. I mean a dolphin like flipper or snowflake from this movie. Okay. You know what? If like if I had a dolphin, I think as long as he could do tricks, it would be fun. But I, I might have more fun with a snail because I could like keep him in the house. Oh yeah. Until point. you accidentally step on him. In a, an aquarium or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, but like a dolphin, it's like I could probably have fun with them for like five minutes in a day. Unless you, you know? swim with, with them in your giant back pool that's like... That's true. I changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Um, <laughs> Paul, why don't you put in our course for this episode, please? All right, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion whether we think this... Uh, movie Ace Ventura Pet Detective is a classic, a nostalgic, or just tragic. Then let's go to the new tube segment and then let's wrap up with feedback, contact info, and um, fill in the blank here. <laughs> Some randomness. No. Yeah. We're in a ship. You never know what's going to happen. And speaking of, you never know what's going to happen. When is Alice going to find this target for us? Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Spoilers for a 20-year-old movie? Yes, if you haven't seen it, it's spoiling. Yeah. All (laughs) right. So, Ace Ventura Pet Detective came out in January, sorry, February 4th, 1994, which is actually, it's the uh, 20th anniversary as of this recording. It was rated PG-13 and ran 86 minutes. It was uh, directed by some guy named Tom Shadiak. Yeah, I'd never heard of him. I was surprised. Really? Really? Do you know what else he's directed? Like... Every comedy. <laughs> no, he went on to uh, direct uh, Nutty Professor, but um, and Patch Adams, but he also went on to direct uh, a couple more Jim Carrey movies. You want to take a guess? Um, let's see. I will guess Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty is one of them. Yes, nice. I was actually trying to go for one that wouldn't be it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the other one was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and, and that would be uh, one that wouldn't be because that's not show. a comedy. No, no. liar, liar. Yeah, I figured. Liar. And he also did the sequel to Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, and I now pronounce him Chuck and Larry. He's had a really solid career up All until. Right. Well, we'll go into that later. Yes. Oh, what happened? Anyway, this movie stars <laughs> Jim Carrey. Courtney Cox, Tone Loke, which nobody's heard from since, <laughs> Dan Marino, which people still hear from and we don't know why, <laughs> and several other people. Um, the budget of this movie was somewhere between 12 and uh, $15 million, and on its opening weekend, it actually made $12 million, so it made its money back just on opening weekend. And it went on to uh, gross over a hundred million dollars. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Level up. He leveled up. Do you think? Oh, okay. He got another like, uh, pet of gotcha. turtles or koopas. 
Yeah. Oh, this also starred the lady from Ghostbusters who freaked out in the beginning of the Ghost in the Library. Yes, and Sean also, or and also Sean. the mayor. No, no. Yes, the mayor are... from Ghostbusters was in yes. this. Yes. Well, you're you're forgetting Sean Young was in this too. Well, yeah, but, but, but <laughs> Sean Young, important? Sean Young, or the librarian from Ghostbusters. You know, I would have to go with the librarian because. Yeah, okay. Because I was watching this with my wife Sharon, and she was like, "I know her from something." It's like, "Yeah, she's the librarian from Ghostbusters," and say a thing about Sean Young. <laughs> there you go. What what is what do you know Sean Young from? Oh, well, she's in Hot Shots Part Two and this other. Well, she's in uh, she's in Blade Runner. She's in oh, Wall yeah, Street. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, Blade Runner was kind of a big breakout hit. Mm. Her biggest. Uh, oh, was she, she the psycho lady that kind of went like off her yeah, meds yeah. or something? Yeah, Aww. famously attacked Tim Burton to play Catwoman. Yes. Yeah, that's Sean Young. Yeah, allegedly. And she, allegedly. And, and um, they she wanted to reprise her role in the um the remake that they're making for Blade Runner. Oh really? Oh, why are yeah. they remaking Blade Runner? Because they're remaking everything. Oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, where do we go from here? <laughs> from here, we go to what we remember. I obviously don't have fond memories of Blade Runner, but I might have fond memories of Ace Ventura. So let's see what those were. Ace saves a dog by posing as a UPS man and confronts Satan at his door. <laughs> he then go he then goes on to look for uh, the Miami Dolphin mascot and gets toyed with by Jaws instead. And becoming ro- then he becomes romantically involved with Monica from Friends. That's true. Ace figures out that the disgraced football player had a sex change and is now Sean Young. And he rescues the dolphin somehow. Sean Young rescues the dolphin. We said spoilers already, Josh. I know. You know what's funny is like this is the second Courtney Cox movie I've. Oh yeah, that's what I was about to say. You know, Courtney Cox has been in another one of our movies that we've reviewed, and Josh was actually on that episode as well. Yes. Hmm. Masters of the Universe. She is. RetroRewind.com/slash/rrp3. Oh, I thought it was going to be He-Man. Yeah, another <laughs> Ghostbusters reference. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember that one, but it's from it's part Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2, but we'll move on. We keep <laughs> diverting from Ace Ventura. Now, let's, yeah, let's get back on to Ace Ventura. The Inception sound effect? What? No, that was all. Oh, yeah, UPS. He wasn't a UPS all man. All right, all right. <laughs> He's so close. Yeah. Oh, and that really was Satan? So <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Their supernatural Happy. thriller. <laughs> he says, "Yes, Satan." Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were somebody else. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> oh. Their memories. They're they're you know merged. So that's what that's what we really I remembered about Ace Ventura. Uh, but before we watch rewatched it again, what were our predictions? Since we forgot to say those in our introductions, I predicted that Ace Ventura would be a classic. How about you, Paul? I thought it would be tragic. I thought it would be uh, uh, remembered with fond memories, but not worth watching again, because I didn't I didn't think the jokes would carry. Okay. And how Jim about you, Josh? Carry. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. prediction was, before saying it was classic. Classic. Okay. 
So let's see if uh, me and pa- me and Josh were right and Paul was wrong. That's kind of- <laughs> or vice versa. Or vice versa. So we rewatched Ace Ventura. Well, let's talk about the things we loved about it first. Uh, and Josh, let's go to you again. Uh, I love its off the wall nature. Just the really there's there's like something. <laughs> I thought that was the sequel. That was when nature calls. Oh yeah, <laughs> off, Not the, off wall. the walls. <laughs> Maybe that's never mind. So uh, yeah, I just love that. There's like there's a joke in there. Or something at least if it's not laugh out loud funny they're they're at least going for a joke just about like you know every minute you know kind of that mel brooks style kind of like just joke after joke kind of style mm-hmm. so you like comedies <laughs> but no there's a like uh i just rewatched uh city slickers the other day definitely a comedy but it's not joke after joke after joke there's uh, a lot of drama in there and a yeah, lot absolutely. of uh, you, you know, know what's weird you gotta kill that cow yeah <laughs> People say that is a comedy that I never really thought of as a comedy is Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, or horror. I've heard it described as horror. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. No, we're not. <laughs> Again. Again, yeah. <laughs> Paul, but let's. what's something regarding Ace Ventura that you'd like to talk about in terms of things you loved? Um... Sorry, I. <laughs> He's thinking about Ghostbusters. Still. <laughs> no, I immediately went to the thing that I liked the most for some reason, oh, and I didn't and have got stuck. <laughs> yeah, and I got stuck. Uh, what was something else that I liked? That's um, why you write these things down, Paul. I know I usually do, but this time I didn't. Sorry. Um. Okay. One of the things that I liked was uh, the casting of well it's like courtney cox i thought did well oh, yeah and, totally and uh i thought um uh, it was good to see her in uh in other movies because i liked her role in he-man masters of the universe <laughs> and it was good to see her in other things yes besides uh mr destiny anyway um so i liked her and i i'd have to agree with you in terms of casting i think everyone uh, was well casted, but I I really think that I mean this movie is probably a vehicle for Jim Carrey. I don't think anyone else Definitely. could have played Ace Ventura. Do, would you guys agree with that? Well, that's very interesting that you bring that up because uh, there was actually a lot of people that were vying for the role. Um, oh, really? And, oh, okay. And and so wait, 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 big... wait, wait. Are you saying that the, this wasn't like Jim Carrey's I, idea and like he like he created this character and he was going to no, make a the, movie on it? There was a big the writer. There was a big struggle for the writer for a few years uh, that there was like basically the it, it basically Jim Carrey hijacked the whole thing. And that's why you see him and the director, Tom Shadjack, given uh, a writing credit because it wasn't they came up with it. It was actually, they had this idea and they finally just let them go with it. And that's actually kind of the secret. It's like, if this failed, it would have been a huge ego, you know, crushing. Like you would never hear Jim Carrey again because it was all like based on this guy, just like getting his story just rewritten. And that's why there's so much improvisation. It's just, yeah, they they did it and they just kind of ran with it. Uh, So Jack Bernstein didn't really write it. As much as it was uh, put up on... Anyway, so who else well, was up for the role? Uh, Rick Moranis was up for the role. Huh. <laughs> uh, what? Also, yeah, you know, and, you guys want your, tech, 
Yeah. I mean, that, that, that gives you a good idea of how much, like, you, which was really not Jim Carrey's, you know, involvement. It's like if you could actually cast someone like Rick Moranis in the role. Oh, that would have been a totally different, different movie. Oh, totally absolutely. different movie. Yeah. You see, and that's how much Jim Carrey has provided to that, you know, story to the point where he and, got reading credit. And this, was this after um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was 89. So this was like, you know, this is peak time for him. Also, uh, you know, interestingly, uh, the Courtney Cox's role uh, was going to go to Ka- Carrie Ann Moss from, you know, wow. Trinity from uh, Matrix, from the Matrix, right? Whoa. That yeah. Was way just, before. Yeah. Was that, was that before Memento? That was, right? Oh, yeah. That, way Memento before. Was, Memento was about 2000. Wow. Uh, no, Matrix was 2000. No, Matrix was 99. Oh. Wait, also, Memento was after Matrix? Yeah. Just about a year. But Oh, uh, I'm going in reverse. <laughs> You're retro rewinding. Uh, uh, uh. And also, uh, Lauren Hawley was also up for the role. And she went on to play Jim Carrey's girlfriend in Dumb and Dumber. So oh, just some interesting casting trivia there for you. So, so this is a lot of really smart trivia that Josh is bringing to us. Thank you so much for sharing that, Josh. Likewise, Ace Ventura had similar smarts. Like I was actually pretty impressed. I I've forgotten how he he figures some of the stuff out. He's actually is a detective, not this sort of wacky guy just doing weird stuff. But with like the sliding door when he's doing the opera sound, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, and to show that oh well, he Roger was actually murdered, or the whole idea of just telling from that cut of amber stone that it came from a Super Bowl ring or something. That's pretty remarkable. His and, and just his overall knowledge of animals. I really, I really like that about his character. And I, I, going back to our, just what you were saying, Josh, I don't know how much of that was the original story and how much was Jim Carrey, but. Right, I'm sure that's, that's that seems like very fundamental to the story. So I, I would have to imagine that's like in the original script. Yeah. Uh, what what that's actually that, you know, when you think of characters like Sherlock Holmes and really smart people, you think like House or Batman. Even you don't think about Ace Ventura, but he definitely fits that criteria. Yeah, he is smart. He's like a smart eight year old <laughs> who goes well, around just. Does whatever he wants because he's smart enough to not care what other people think and figure out how to get on with his daily life. Are you familiar with the uh, Ace Ventura sequel where it Junior. does star an eight-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow. No. What? There's uh, a third oh, movie. that's right. Yeah. I never saw that. So let's stop bringing that up, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> You keep bringing up I other didn't. movies. It makes me wonder if you guys really like this movie. But back to Ace Ventura, uh, Pet Detective, number one. Paul, what was something else I'm you liked? Number one. I'm number one. Dolphins are smart. SMRT. Okay, I something liked... else I really liked <laughs> yeah. was I really liked the theme song. Now, was it a playoff of some other theme song? The well, I don't what think it was like song? Secret Agent Man, well, but are you talking about the? Here's a little personal trivia. I actually used to own the soundtrack to this movie. Oh, okay, Whoa. very cool. 
Yeah, all instrumental. I only wanted it for the very last song, which was the end credits sung oh by Tone Loke. <laughs> but that's not instrumental. No, um, that's the, what I wanted. But the rest of it was like, what is all this other music? But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's more of just kind of genre music, I think, yeah. just the way that, you know, like you mentioned Austin Powers earlier. It's like there wasn't like necessarily like, you know, is it a direct parody? No, but it's kind of stylized in that same kind of genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the music was fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some of some of the uh actual like song choices I'm like, uh uh but the the, the actual score thing. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, and that was this was now keep in mind, this was nineteen ninety four, the same year that Lion King came out. <gasps> With that oh, same song. Uh, yeah, that was that was very popular. That was in commercials, that was everywhere at the time. Oh yeah, huh. I wonder that must have went into public domain that year or something. <laughs> That's actually a good theory. <laughs> uh so Josh, what's something else uh that you didn't that you didn't like that you loved or liked about Ace Ventura? Um, <laughs> who did the music? I'm you mentioned blanking. the song. Do you know who did the music? I don't I know. Like, talk end. about I that. I, yeah, I didn't know this. Ira Newborn. I did like Tone Loke. Uh, this song, I did mention that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I did I like, like Dan Marino. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I liked that, you know, Jim Carrey being the breakout, like seeing him so young and fresh. And it's just like you, you think about where he was in, from In Loving Color and you think about him later, like with Truman Show or even Yes Man or, or you know, all that later. Or even Dumb and Dumber. This is before Dumb and Dumber, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is a very unique time. And I like seeing that Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's it almost like he got he could just be him and or it, it, his character remind me very much of uh well not really remind me uh, the the fireman guy he played on in living color fire marshal bill yeah just Let me show you something. yeah just yeah. some of his some of his i don't know his, his physicality yeah. seemed similar to well, that and it it was interesting seeing that exactly like what you said josh because we're we're a little more used to now the the jim carrey of uh Bruce Almighty or uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, these sort of later Jim Carrey things where he's he's almost like toned down. He's he's more of like just a, uh, I want to say, I don't know. He's, uh, he's uh, not, uh, not running Stiller around like an eight-year-old. Style. Yeah, he's not running around like an eight-year-old, yeah. Toned down with tone look. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? One of the things that I really enjoyed is seeing all the different kind of variety of animals because this at yes. first comes across as kind of a lower budget film, but they were able to get all these kinds of different animals in there. And I was really impressed by the uh, the authentic authenticity. Uh, yeah, the authenticity behind. Not that it's authentic that that many variety of animals live in his apartment right. and no one would be able to smell that. Or <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point because it's like you 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 see this kind of comedy being made now. This would have a huge budget, you know. But this is more was more like kind of middle of the road comedy, which and, and it yeah, I agree. which has and a it, charm to it. 
Yeah, and it was before they would put in digital animals. Half the oh time. yeah, that's a good yeah, point. No, I didn't think about that. You, you, it's not like Jumanji, where it's just like all you know, like using special effects at the time to be yeah. like, no, just get the real animals or something, you know. Just and that. I want to know who that skunk trainer is. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and you know, speaking of the animals, that is something else I, I liked. It was uh, I was watching with uh, with Sharon, and you know, it it added another level of uh, you know, we enjoy animals, you know. So we're watching it, and there's like a you know a dog, and we're you know huge dog lovers, and we see penguins coming out of the you know freezer, and it's just really nice, and it added a, a, a touch of sweetness to it. I think. Yeah, totally. I could see that. Um. And Paul, you brought up the the skunk. We're not going to talk about things that we thought stunk about this movie yet, uh, but, but <laughs> we we are about to though. So before we get there, let's talk about the thing. If there was something about this movie that would have made Ace Ventura: Pet Detective a classic for us, uh, what would that be? Let's let's go with uh, Josh first. What well, what would have made this a classic? Yeah, like so what's your basic- favorite thing essentially? My favorite thing would is uh, I kind of touched on it before, but really, it's my favorite thing is uh, Jim Carrey's performance itself. I mean, you look at his physical comedy, his timing. I don't think he's ever better than he is in Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I was gonna say. I agree. 100%. And you know what? That's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> that's. <laughs> and I think that's. It, it's like you can see his entire career being built on like this movie. And I think that's really poetic in the yeah. sense of like, if you go back and rewatch it, the thing you'll be rewarded most by is Let's watching an instant replay. That was, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Even this morning, I, I, so I used to try to do that in when I was younger. And even this morning I was like, could I do that? Cause I, I will often try to do just slow motions and I, I, not necessarily that same sequence, but and I think a lot of that comes from seeing him do it and seeing that, wow, you can actually do something like that <laughs> is in a way very inspiring in a very small way. And, and I, yeah. And I really like the, uh, the fact that like something you don't see in his future movies is that he'll throw in little spasms that you don't see in like dumb and dumber mm-hmm. or, uh, or even liar liar, which I think is a broader palette or he can make broader, you know, strokes. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, like, I, but it's like, what? I, I don't know don't get it, what yeah. pun. Oh, well, like, because he's like, act, he's, he's like acting like stroke. Like, like <laughs> spasm, spasm wow. and stuff. Like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look, so he's moving, like, okay, so he's moving his lips in ways that you really just don't see. And in little moments, he chooses all these very little moments that are just like his character is just turned up to 11, you know, and he really yeah. just attacks it. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I like the best is the way he delivers the lines. It's the way he, like if you, you see like the, the line, like a glove written down or loser or alrighty then. And there's different ways any actor can choose to deliver those lines, but the way he comes out and delivers it is so out of left field in a fun way that is is enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and I'm I'm 
like I said before, I'm going to totally have to echo you guys with the the lines and also his his physicality of that performance is it's just pretty amazing and that is the funnest part for me. Um, and one of the lines though that I, I also throw in every so often and quote is someone have a mint, perhaps some banaka when he's yeah. talking through his butt. And speaking of things that stink, let's talk about things that we hated about <laughs> Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll kick us off. Uh, something that I uh, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I found his like eating things, like the sunflower seeds, That's really a disgusting gross. habit. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's funny. You don't find that funny? Yeah, you find it, it disgusting. It bothered okay. me more than it was humorous. <laughs> I thought that was great. All right. Anyway, what was something you didn't think was great, Paul? Um, oh wait, I have to save that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I immediately go there. Um, darn it, I should have wrote it down. Let me help you out, Paul. I'll go next. <laughs> All right, thank you. Uh, something that I didn't like was um, I'm like the audience for this movie is a, like, it's almost too adult for kids and too kiddish for adults. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So it, it, I haven't like the ultimate example for me is uh, like transformers, which is like what? transformers, the movie transformers. There are no transformers in this movie. No, no the it's, movie, it, the movie reminds me of just that it's like, what audience is this for? You know, what, because I feel like it, You've it got the goes touch. too young. It, You've got not, the power. <laughs> no, the, the, the Michael Bay Transformers. Right. I, I think of that as a quintessential gotta because be there stupid. are moments. Gotta be stupid. Sorry. <laughs> okay, it's who's dare. derailing this now? <laughs> yes. Okay, dare. anyway, so there, there are just, there, the jokes in Ace Ventura <laughs> are just like, there's some very adult jokes in there. Yes. And I saw this movie when I was about 12 or 13. I and was, that's about. The bottom the, that's a, as low as I would ever want to show like share this like with a kid is like you know I don't think an eight year old I don't think a twelve year old should be seeing it yeah, I think after, even twelve is pushing it too after, I gotta say after even better I'm sorry I kept interrupting you Josh I, I gotta say though after watching this I was very surprised that your mom and dad let you watch this I think we saw it in the theater yeah oh, wow. we did see it in the theater and Sharon was like. You saw this when you were twelve, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, that's what. The- da, 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 da. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, it's and, and what's funny is, oh, I guess we'll get to memories later. So, <laughs> but then, but you, no, Paul, compare, you, you didn't compare mention, your memories with how okay. You well, uh, it. it's just as a kid. I mean, it didn't really. I, I, it didn't bother me that much being, I mean, it was just, I was aware of it enough to, to be like, okay, this is, you know, funny. And it was just so cartoonish the way, you know, sometimes violence is just so cartoonish. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just more like just talking very vaguely about it. You know, yeah. it's the same, those jokes are just so broad that as my 12 year old self would be like, yeah, I, I, I get it. And it's not like lascivious, you know? So, um, so it was okay for me as a 12 year old, but uh, oh, going back to what I was saying, or what I want to say was, Paul, you uh, you you mentioned like it's it's great for a, for an eight year old, you know, it's like an eight year old detective, 
This well, is no, perfect... I didn't say it was great for an eight-year-old. I was saying he was <laughs> acting like an no, eight-year-old. When, yeah, when you have a character who's acting like an eight-year-old like that, I think it would really re- eight-year-olds really respond to that. Yeah, so, I can see that. And I think it's kind of the audience kind of there. So that you know, having Ace Ventura Junior. is not you know, is, is not far. a coincidence. You know, so yeah, uh, that's why it's just it, it really speaks about these two kind of audiences. It really uh, anyway. That's something I. Yeah. And you know like what it. else I liked? I liked the fact that uh, I thought we were on didn't like right. <laughs> I know, but one thing I forgot because I didn't add. It, yes, go um, on. Is that I enjoyed to see um, Jim Carrey's uh, impressions, like when he did the the Star Trek cast, or when he did Sean Connery. It's these are things that you don't see in his later films that I totally right. forgot he did that he did impressions like that. Well, so that was fun uh, to watch. That's yeah, actually if you see his stand up. He, he does Jimmy Stewart like he like a good portion of his act was was impressions. Yeah, but I gotta say, guys, that's actually a perfect time, Paul, because that's something that actually. I thought it was completely out of place in this movie. I'm like, why is he doing an impression? Because he's an eight-year-old stuck well, well, in a, a twenty-six-year-old body. I don't know. Well, also, if you if you if you watch his like his in living color uh, stuff and his and his stand-up act at the time, a lot of that was incorporated into the movie. He had uh, several characters that he's just kind of fused together into this. So uh, that's, that explains that. Too, I, guess. I guess. I mean, I liked. I liked. Love, I thought he added so much to pop culture from his quotes of oh, like, yeah. all righty then, and the who's, or I remember him going on the Tonight Show and saying that, and the crowd was just like uproarious well, about. Yeah, but that was after that movie came out. He he was just the white guy from In Living Color before then. I know, but that's why I'm saying. I'm saying that he added all this, all this new stuff to oh, pop culture, whereas his impressions were just like, He's just doing impressions, and wh- why? It, and they didn't always all fit. It almost seemed like he was just doing them for doing the impressions' sake. Genius. That's why comedy like has it. progressed so far far since then, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I say that sarcastically. Yeah. Yeah. Pointing my finger at you know yourself. Epic movie and no, I was thinking like epic movie and all these terrible parody movies that are just like oh, like doesn't, scary don't movie need to and be all a, that. Oh, yeah, yes. it doesn't even need to be a, an impression. It just has to be pop culture reference for the sake yes, of it. Yes, yes, good point. So sometimes you know some things never change. I suppose. Yeah, but uh, Paul, did you ever figure out what the what's something you didn't like about this movie? Um, Guado. I thought he was mean or oh, that character. Yeah. Uh, but I was. I thought that could have been. Um, if they had. I'm sorry for the guy who did a fine job in acting, but I thought it would be. It would be have been fun to see someone a little more well known play that role. It has to kind of help carry the movie. Who do you have in mind? I'm curious. Uh, John Candy would have been better. <laughs> For, take his cool runnings act and put it in there. <laughs> wow. You know, Paul, I hate to bring this up, but I don't even know if he was alive then. Oh, maybe yeah, not. He but was. someone <laughs> he was. But right. someone who so who was more of a household name would have been fun in that that role, that mm-hmm. kind of role. Yeah, I could see that, and but I think yeah, because something about the actor, it, maybe it was just the role though. It seemed very mean spirited. Oh, wow. I didn't care for. Yeah, what John he Candy, died? No, John Candy passed away exactly one month after the movie came out. Oh wow! Oh, okay, that's what killed him. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but he, did. he, had- he, he wanted to be in this movie so bad and he couldn't. No, he saw that movie and had gonorrhea and died. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> oh my god. Laces out. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like creepy. Going back to <laughs> that was amazing. To, uh, it was oh, amazing. To, but going to back see to that house and how it was like, how long did they spend tagging that house and like <laughs> pinning up those pages inside? And like that was that was uh, definitely something I liked more. Like going back, I can appreciate yes, that more. Yes. That like creepiness. Yeah, time, I thought was just like it, because the whole movie's so over the top. You get to that part, and you're like, oh, this is over the top. But as an adult, it's like. That's really that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the exactly. attention to detail was amazing in that. Yes, I have to agree. Um, oh, something that we didn't like. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the role. That like was fun Wigwato. to see her. I think Sean Young. I I, I want to say she didn't do a bad job, but she did no. do a great job. And I'm just trying to think if there was a better actress that could have yes. been in there. I think and, or somebody. You know, just to t- know. tail off on that, I I'd say she was the the. At first, I thought she was really good in that role, but as the as the movie went on, especially at the end, it seems like she's not. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know what you could all do. It's almost like she's just sort of standing there while he keeps checking to try to see if she's actually a woman. And but she doesn't seem like she's really. It's almost like why aren't you doing more to? I guess she. I'm not getting this across very well. It's like she's just standing there, sort of like looking around, all agitated and stuff. But like, why are you like running somewhere or something? It's all, I guess she's like so lost in the insanity of Ray Finkel, but I, I don't know. It just, and it wouldn't help the plot if she, <laughs> well, or I the suppose. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose not. You know what? Which isn't, this is trying to stay fairly um, innocuous. I always what thought, does that mean? You're not going to knock us out? No. Oh, <laughs> At the end, where they Dan Marino essentially tells Ace how to show that uh, Einhorn is a man, um, I thought that for I thought that he was showing him like a steroid injection that was like swollen. Like, oh, see, he is a football player because he still has this lump where he injected steroids. <laughs> I had not until I watched it this time and he, the way the reference he used for what you saw. Hemorrhoids. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't get that at the time as a kid, but I just had to be like whatever. That's yeah, exactly. something I'll get as an when I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> this something you'll do when you're me. older is tuck it away and wow. <laughs> Are we in silence of the lambs now? Oh my goodness. Uh, I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Good point. Um, why don't you bring up something else you didn't like? Josh. I didn't like Paul's comment just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about the movie. Oh. Um, I think uh what I didn't like I, I it's kind of a double edged sword, I guess. The the fact that I love that it's, you know, over zaniness. So, but what I didn't like is that it didn't have that heart that, you know, I, I mentioned City Slickers before, mm-hmm. you know, um, it where was it? It did have some heart. Uh, I mean, it, I it can see some, a little but, bit, yeah. But there, like there I was said, some, there was some moments, I think, between him it's, and Courtney Cox, like when they're looking through the files and 
he's barking at her like a ravenous dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some, there's a little bit of that, but if uh, you know, I think then it goes just, the other it, way too. It, it, yeah, it's just like if it's a it's a delicate line, but that's like you know, if there was a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more plot as far as like you know, rather than. You know, being a Jim Carrey showcase, it's not a movie. Movie. I thought the plot was uh, more detailed than some of the lower ones. I think it was average, if not more. It's definitely more detailed than Monty Python and the Holy Grail. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you can compare the two, but (laughs) oh, I'll compare. I'll compare up the yin yang. But uh, that's something. It's just like you know, I like watching it as a uh, as a showcase kind of thing. But it's uh-huh. not gonna it's not gonna stick with me longer because it's so light and. Uh, I can fluffy. totally see that. I can totally see that. It's, and I I. There there certainly is more of a story to it than some comedies, but I can also it is a very it's not a very deep story at all. It is probably pretty paper thin. Um, and I'll leave it it's, at that. It's it's better. You know, it's not like there's no plot. You know, it's not like there's or is a thin plot. It's a decent plot. But if there's, you know, I can't rate this higher. You know, than I if I wanted to rate it higher. You know, that would that would definitely come into play for sure. You mm-hmm. know? Yep. Uh, so you're not rating it very high. Well, I if I wanted to rate it higher, but we'll get to that. We're just about to get to our ratings. I have one more thing, and then we'll go around and say the things we hate most about. Ace Ventura. Um, I, so what is, uh, this is more of a complaint with Morgan Creek Productions than it is with Ace Ventura, but why do you have to use the Robin Hood theme for your production (laughs) bumper? You're taking me out of the movie before I even get into the movie. Yeah. When that, it was loud and all, and all of a sudden, and it was like, what? movie is exactly this This is not a switch oh 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 yes it is so uh i think so in my in their defense if you came out with that movie i don't know if it was their first movie their best movie but it it did come uh you know prince of thieves came out about three years before Mm -hmm. so if that if they're like rewindpodcast.com slash rrp25 there we go so if, if that i mean that was uh such a good theme it's like Hey, let's use that. You know, that's that's as good as anything. That and they just is an that. excellent point. It's kind of like when they made Man of Steel and they said, "Hey, Hans Zimmer, come up with a better theme." And he's like, "Okay." And then he produces, and it's like, "Well, he didn't." And you know what, Hans, we're going to use your music anyway. Why, when the original is better, why wouldn't you use the better one? And that's what uh, Morgan Creek or Morgan Freeman used on his um, credit here. Is he a producer in Morgan Creek? Morgan Freeman? Does he have anything I to do with that? I doubt it. Oh my god! You know he what? Should if he does. I don't. I'm not sure, but I'm just going to say no. <laughs> oh, I was going to say yes, just until someone proves me wrong. Uh... <laughs> That's his company. So that was my last little side. But that's complaint. that's not that's not a complaint about the movie. That's yeah. a complaint about Morgan Creek. Fine, you want to complain and, about and the movie? Freeman's lack of involvement. The sax music <laughs> for challenging some of the women characters was. Stupid. You know, this is Over something I've been thinking yeah. about lately. Wait, 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 wait. I've uncanned the worms. Are you saying the 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 sax music is the one thing 
that makes this movie a tragic? Oh, no, no, no. You just you want me to give you something I didn't like about the movie since my oh, Morgan Creek okay. wasn't Okay, so about instead the of the more you're yeah. you're hitting you're doing a mulligan and using the sax exactly. music. Exactly. Or yeah. the it's a detective movie and you know that's supposed to have it when the females walk in. Well, okay. if you also right. if you watch uh, I've been watching a fair amount of 90s stuff lately, Full House and so on. <laughs> and uh and you would be surprised how often sax solos come up in the 90s. It's way more often than you think. Oh, I'm and sure it's, it's as often like, as I think. At some time, like, nobody really realized that was a huge thing. I guess it kind of was. But nobody really noticed when it went away either. Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> how do you know it did? Well, do you well I anymore? don't hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you I hear, it, hear right it right now? Yeah. Well, it's obviously not the night. Oh, well, that's not at all. Sorry, my that's wife's not walking by, so I don't hear Aww, it. Aw, that's sweet. But what's not, what's actually the opposite of sweet for this movie? Sour. Bitter. Bitter. <laughs> Very small rocks. Cider. Small churches. A duck. Yes. Paul, what's something? What what one thing would make this a hated movie for you? Here and here's the thing that I struggled with is that I know it's over the top, but somewhere about halfway through the movie and beyond, it got even more over the top and more unbelievable. It mm. it went from zany funny to Okay, this is just kind of getting ridiculous. Okay, yes, it's cute when he catches the bullet in his teeth, and then the car flips over. That's fine. But now you're in a, a okay, this isn't really ever going to happen kind of a movie. Mm -hmm. And then she, at the end, Einhorn is yelling, shoot him, shoot him in front of a bunch of police officers. And... And there's Dan Marino, a star witness in that. It's like, are they really going to shoot him? Are they really? And if they are, I mean. Well, and then Courtney Cox comes out with a gun up against Tom Right, right. And that whole, and the whole fact that Einhorn is Finkel and it's like. Finkel is Einhorn. Right. That's a a twist. I got to grant him that's a twist. And here's, a, here's something it, funny about that it, twist, by the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I, I found out, I recently found out that picture of uh, of Ray Finkel, you know? Isn't yeah. it Sean Young? That is Sean Young. Yeah, I figured it was. Are you serious? I always thought, like, you would think they would want to have, have, use because, some sort of resemblance to her. And it's like, why did they get this guy? But yeah, because he looks Young. nothing like her. But oh, that it is does her. with it, with just short no. hair and a mustache. Yeah, no, no it, it does, does not. I could, I could see not. it. Okay, but I, here's the thing: not the fact that she that that she is a man, but the fact that she could be like the top police officer of that place in like eight years. Yeah, I thought that was that, that, that's something I never picked up well, before. But I was like, how does this timeline work? You know, you know, okay. to go to the very top, and I, I wish I'm sure every policeman wants to, you know, get ahead that fast. Paul, I I yeah. I appreciate you. You're such a great oh, co-host because you just you totally set me for my uh, my most hated thing, and it, it fits right into that. So at the end, there you, you just said how it doesn't make sense that she would 
uh, be at the top, right? Right. In eight years. But the end scene where everyone's throwing up because they find out he's he's a she, she's a he, he's a he, she. Yeah. I think that's an indication that she slept with all of them to get what? to the top. That that that's a that's a revelation I had because I How thought could they she just... sleep with them and they don't know or... they're rev- they're they're finding out just I now. Oh, see not... that doesn't work. Well, maybe not but, sleep with them, but, but at least kiss them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, see, when I was a kid, I, I thought, thought this was very anti homopho- uh, uh, homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a common criticism. Um, I mean, it's even mentioned. That criticism is even mentioned on the Wikipedia page. Really? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, saying the film has frequent, frequently been, been noted by commentators as sexist, transphobic, and homophobic well, for its yeah. depi- depi- sorry, depiction and treatment of the character Lois Einhorn. <laughs> anyway. It's also psychotic phobic. Yes. Psychophobic. Psychophobic. Actually, yes. I thought it made the 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 psycho place really fun <laughs> oh with him God. running around. Fun, but insensitive, maybe, Paul. <laughs> no, it looks like a fun place to go. Oh my! But but just that in itself wasn't wasn't <laughs> the, the worst thing about <laughs> wasn't the worst thing about the movie for me. But just the overall raunchiness, which sort of climaxed with that. Just yeah. uh, just. I, I, this would not be a movie that I'd be comfortable watching with Sophia until she's in her late teens, if that. And it's it's so odd because you guys were touching on before. It is, I think Josh said perfectly, this is, it's almost too adult for kids and too kids for adults, except yeah. us who like, you know, movies like this in yeah. general. <laughs> um, it obviously, it, it obviously found us. an audience. Yes. Too, so. Oh, yeah. And, that's... and totally. But I almost want to say I think the made-for-TV version, like the edited version, would be way more fun overall without these spikes of sex and otherwise raunchiness. But see, I think the the TV version would even include that. Well, maybe. I don't know. I I haven't seen the TV version as a comparison. But nowadays, yeah, I probably would. But when we were younger, what I was saying is just how, like before, just how, like it's it's not lascivious. It's not like really, you know. It's like it's still in that realm of you could flip your channel and see that on TV. It's not going to be, um, or at least late enough TV um, where yeah, it's just but, they kind of love that stuff. But not in stuff that I think is geared more, is skewed more toward an, a younger audience, which I think this was. It's it's definitely not going to play on Nickelodeon. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's the thing I didn't like the most. But Josh, let's have you give us the last word for what you hated most about Ace Ventura Pet Detective. The thing I hated most, and this is something I never picked up watching it uh, when I was a kid, or I should say preteen, um, is I uh, is the fact that like okay, let me preface it this way: is I've watched this movie like a hundred times. You yeah, know? Me I too, still, I'm sure. I have like every word memorized, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I knew, and I haven't seen this movie in gosh, years. That's you know? what yeah. surprised me as I'm watching this movie, especially the beginning, I'm mouthing the words. Me as they're, too. As, Absolutely. Right. Yes. So, and, and so that's what makes this even more surprising is that rewatching this, how much of the Ace Ventura character is just a flat out jerk. 
Oh yeah, sure. good point. And I you didn't it's know like, that. Well, he was. It was more just the fact that, like, you know, younger. It was just like, oh, he's just over the top, and that's where the comedy comes from. But watching it now, it's like he's just being mean for the sake of being mean. Yeah, that's you know? a good point. And that usually makes for bad comedy. It's mm-hmm. like usually they they give them sympathetic characters. You know, they make them really smart so that you give them that respect level. But as far as, uh, you know, just giving him meanness for the sake of being mean, it's usually like reserved for dark comedies or something like that. It mm-hmm. is so a dark comedy. It, it is, but it, it's if you remove that dark comedy element from his character of just being a flat-out jerk. And I thought, you know, let me say this too. I thought, wait, is there some sort of like small part where, you know, he gets with Courtney Cox and there's some sort of resolution and he backs off a bit, but he's still a jerk, you know, by the end of the movie. Well, why don't you cry about it, fatty? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, you know, it's that part, I think that surprised me. And that that was the thing I, I liked because I think it's a great character. That's the strongest point of the movie is, the Ace Ventura character and Jim Carrey doing that. But there is this streak of just flat out unapologetic meanness mm. while funny, it just kind of crosses lines. I'd have to agree with that also. Okay, guys, we've entered our, our, uh, reviews. <laughs> That's what's funny. We're, Being well, mean is funny. Well, we've Comedy entered our, is, sorry, go ahead. That's we okay. entered our what? We've entered our reviews into the firing calculation. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. And if she's not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Yes, guys. (laughs) Let's go around and say whether we thought Ace Ventura was a classic, we'd recommend it to everyone. A nostalgic, we'd only recommend it to those who've seen it before or a tragic we won't recommend it to anyone and we can give why we would rate it within those parameters let's start with josh okay so uh i just go ahead and tell you right away and then explain if you want or you can build up to it okay well i'll just say i'm going to call this classic now really wow i want to put an asterisk on this because it's like it's not snowflake. It, it's 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 it, not snowflake. Ace Ventura suffers. Okay, so if you go to tvtropes.org, the website, uh, famous black hole where you can just suck, get sucked in about all these different tropes of stuff. Uh, Ace Ventura suffers what they call Seinfeld is unfunny curse, which is uh, I'll just kind of tell you from the website starts out with an old joke. I don't know what the big deal with Hamlet is. It's just one famous saying after another. (laughs) So, and they also have a really good uh, introduction paragraph where they just talk about how there's certain shows that you can safely assume most people have seen. And the shows were considered fantastic when they first aired, but now these shows have a hype backlash curse on them. So whenever we watch them, we'll say that's old or that's so overdone. Oh, really? I still like Seinfeld. But. Well, yeah, Seinfeld, I think Ace Ventura is actually a better example where it's just, the, you know, the, the catchphrases and, and it was just had such a cultural impact. And Jim Carrey, his career has had such a, you know, span. He's still relevant today, maybe not as relevant as 20 or even 10 years ago, but still, you know, talk about comedic actors. He's still in there. So, um, so I think 
it is classic for those reasons. It, it is classic because before Ace Ventura, you look at comedies, I mean, even the comedies up until that point were still in this kind of 80s mindset where it was just, no, you have to have a strong enough plot and balance that with comedy. And Ace Ventura was really bold and just by like, look, we're going to do a thin plot. We're going to do a kind of showcase Jim Carrey here and uh, we're going to make it work. And just, I think, I don't know, there have been those kind of movies before, but weren't successful. But, you know, maybe America was primed enough to be like, okay, we're ready for this. And since then, we have this, you know, we can go to the movies now and still see these kind of movies that didn't exist. And I think Ace Ventura was a very, uh, was, you know, a pioneer for that. So I have to say it's a classic. So in summary for you, a classic would be a movie that has a lot of cultural significance. Exactly. So okay. like if, uh, no explanation like needed. I had oh, it perfectly. Awesome. Thank you for cutting me off. Sometimes I need to be cut off. <laughs> Paul, how cut say you? Off. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Hey, what are we doing? Full house. Oh, I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to go on record to say that I didn't think this movie w- had a thin plot. I think there's actually more plot into it than Blade Runner. But that's my opinion. Whoa! I agree. I agree. <laughs> Another Sean Young movie, and don't hate and, me, Sean Young, since you're still alive and acting. <laughs> and all Blade Runner fans turned the podcast off. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Go somewhere else, Blade Runner fans. No, I love Whoa, you. Please keep listening. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it. I know, and there's different versions of Blade Runner, which cut and Get has to more plot. Oh, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I thought we we're talking about other Sean Young movies. <laughs> oh, whether I think I. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. There's always a thing. When I first started watching the movie, I was enjoying it. I was go- and I was like, I forgot. It's like f- finding an old friend you hadn't seen in years. Yes. And enjoying all these lines. And I'm thinking as I'm watching, oh, this is a classic. You know, people who used to watch it will enjoy it. And people who have never seen it will enjoy it. And about halfway through the movie and even towards the end, I'm going, I'm not so sure anymore. So, here's the thing. <laughs> so, I've been going back on teeter-tottering back and forth. Is it? It's definitely nostalgic for me. I think if you enjoyed it in the past, um, if you haven't seen it in a while, it's a fun little reminder to put on. Um, mm. I would recommend that. So, it's definitely at least a nostalgic. And I had decided actually very coincidentally that if you have not seen it that you should watch it because of the cultural impact like my brother said i even gave the same explanation for mary poppins so i will agree that this is a classic wow despite its flaws it's wow okay (laughs) oh and i wanted to add like i was something that kind of tail uh kind of tacking on to both of what we're saying um, I thought about, you know, comedies, the great comedies stand the test of time. You know, you have Marx Brothers, Abbott and Costello, who mm. remain, <laughs> uh-uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, so you have these great, you know, timeless comedians who, you know, that proves that comedy, you know, even Chaplin, 
these uh these who the comedies that last the test of time but comedy being so subjective as well i think it's like okay so when i went to rewatch ace ventura it's like maybe this who? seinfeld is unfunny stop it <laughs> the seinfeld is unfunny first? thing it's, it's like you know it's like there are the comedies that stand the test of time and there are those that kind of fade this is it doesn't reach that kind of timelessness but, but it but it still has that importance and it's still that's why it's not super great it's not a oh this is classic it's barely a classic okay kind of and is all righty then that important <laughs> Well, I think as time goes on, when those ca- catchphrases fade away, there's a good chance. Like, we're on the 20 year, you know, the new generation could easily discover this. And another 10 years, who knows if, uh, you know, it, it may be better. If humanity will survive by then. <laughs> no, oh I'm go- kidding. Go ahead. Uh, so, Francisco, what do yeah. you say? How would you rate this? I'm, I, I teetered a little bit too, but I the, definitively would have to say nostalgic. Oh, because right. and I'll try to keep it short. I can see how, why. how I came up with this. Are um, you saying that we were long? I'm trying to balance things out. I'll let you take that as you will. Uh, <laughs> how can we if you edit it out? <laughs> okay. Uh, so watching through this movie all the way through, I'm like, like you said, Paul and Josh. We all said how we're mouthing the words even before they come on screen. And yeah. we can remember it so well. Mm-hmm. All that being said, though, I only laughed actually out loud one time watching this movie. Really? Yeah. I laughed out loud several times. You know, and- I watched it with uh, with Sharon, who had never seen it. And she laughed. We Well, we laughed like a few times. So not okay. like not like belly laughs, but it was. But like you said, Paul, it's like watch. You know, it's like an old friend for me, and for her, it was just you know, it was oh, it was good. It was okay. Yeah, and yeah. and I'd have to say it was like an old friend for me. It was it was fun re-experiencing it. But I mean, I don't I don't hold the cultural impact of a movie as in high regard as to how whether it makes it a classic or not. For me, it's just is it worth my time? Is it worth your time, listener? And I'd say if you've never seen this before, it's not worth your time. If you have, though, it's fun to revisit. And, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I was frustrated with uh, sort of the the raunchiness skew of the movie, and so I, I understand that. I won't share it with Sophia. I probably won't share it uh, actively with Sophia if she wants to watch it when she's a late teen. I'll be like, yeah, we can watch that, but. 16 is late teen or 19 is late 18? Uh, 16, I'd say. Okay. Um, with that, the Retro Rewind podcast considers Ace Ventura Pet Detective a disputed classic movie. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All righty then. All righty then. Any others you want to get out of your system, guys? Like a glove. <laughs> what was I going to do? Do not uh... go in there. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Anyway, guys, uh, let's move on to the new tube section. I just can't do it, Captain. I don't have the power. New tube systems engaged. Fortunately, Alice has the power. Uh, Paul, let's uh, just go real quick. What is new on your tube? 
Oh, stupid Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. Okay, yes, I know of Clash of Clans. You don't have to go into it. Josh, what is new on your team? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. The trailer. trailer. Very good. Okay, and what's new on my tube is another app called Colossitron, which is a game. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. All right, guys, let's move on to the feedback section. Wow, shortest episode ever. Go! No feedback whatsoever. End the podcast now. Receiving incoming transmission. Tell Alice to hurry it up because you're obviously like, in warp speed. Josh, speed, go! <laughs> Josh, how can people contact you? As Paul alluded, we don't have any feedback because this is a backup episode. Uh, but how can people get in touch with you whenever this happens to air? Uh, they can contact me at, at Joshua Powers on Twitter. I use it mostly for telling jokes, but I've lately have been using it just for uh, contacting uh, other celebrities and podcasts and stuff. So and annoying them <laughs> and annoying them. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try and get back to writing funny stuff again. So very cool. Well, you don't annoy us, and we really appreciate having you on. Thank you so much for oh. being on again. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Uh, Paul, what is new? <laughs> What's- How- what is new in terms of contacting you? Oh, people can catch me on my new contact at ivegonplaid.com. <laughs> really? Is that for real? No. That's Uh-oh. how fast we're going, though. <laughs> They've gone to Plaid. <laughs> uh, no, you can contact me at pauljpowers.com or Twitter at pauljpowers or wherever. At pauljpowers. Very Paul good. pauljpowers. And you can find me, Francisco Ruiz, at FXRuizX on Twitter. X. I've gone plaid is not registered. (laughs) Oh, nice. And since we usually introduce what's going to come on next, since we don't have that, uh, Paul, do you want to wing it or would you like me to take care of that? Yes. Next time we will have a fun episode where we go back and take a look at whatever we feel like. So join us. But until then, we would love if you would share the show with your friends. And if you want to support us even more, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to find out how. Go to Ooh. iTunes and download, subscribe, and rate and five stars. Please do. Or four or three if you're honest. No, no. Or- five stars. <laughs> Any honest rating will do. All right, and but subscribe uh, is also very important. Too. Yes, and in the uh, and the in the spirit of Ace Ventura, 
If you want to friend, follow, pin, or plus us, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash social. But if all you want to do is send us some good old-fashioned written feedback or questions, head on over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. <laughs> Very nice. That's awesome. All righty then. <laughs> and thank you, Paul, as always, for being on the show. Hip, 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 hip. But most importantly, <laughs> listener, thank you whether you're uh, – Sliding into things like a glove, whether you're working out or you're finding the dolphin snowflake, we really appreciate you downloading, subscribing, just listening to us go on and on about retro movies. And until next time, we'll catch you later like a Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. So I guess you gotta catch Snowflake too. Rewind mission complete. Yeah, this is an audio podcast, Francis, but people can't hear you nodding. I try not to talk over the outro music like some people. Why? That's the best part. It is kind of funny, actually. All right. I don't have anything in mind to say here. So you got to come up with something. All righty, then. Ah, that's poor. Shibui. (laughs) Shibui. (laughs) Shibui. (laughs) Shibui.